Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and our faction is inebriation. <laughs> I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. We're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading Divergent by Veronica Roth and starting with a beer. So uh, this one I've been holding on to for a little while. Figured we'd find a perfect use for it. This is called Third Dystopia, because this is at least the third dystopian book we've read. We've probably read like eight or nine, but in terms of young adult dystopias, I think it's the f- it's at least the third. Yeah. Hunger Games, Unwind, and this one? There you go. Yeah. Plus like like the real ones, like 1984 and <laughs> the uh, real ones, yeah. Brave New World and shit. Okay. This is a uh, from Burlington Beer Company, a cherry brandy barrel-aged Imperial Stout comes in at 12% alcohol. So it's brandy, cherry brandy barrel. Yeah. Okay. Stout. Super smoky. I don't really get, I mean, there's like a hint of like boozy cherry flavor to it, but the biggest thing I get is like, I guess the char from the oak, which I don't even... Brandy barrels are essentially whiskey barrels, yeah? Yeah, it's just that hell, yeah, hell cherry brandy. I don't think they're, I don't think they're a strict like, like with bourbon, you know, Brandy doesn't have to be aged at all in a barrel. It's just it's an optional thing. Okay. There's so many of these, you know, barrel aged beers now, and uh, not all of them are very good. And uh, well, th- this one falls into that category. It's kind of a letdown. Sounds like a cool thing. Cherry brandy. You never really see too many cherry brandy barrel aged beers. Meh. Much like this book. So, <laughs> Divergent <laughs> is a young adult novel written by Veronica Roth. In 2011, so don't say we don't know enough lady books. Uh, it is a dystopian young adult novel that is basically, I can't believe it's not The Hunger Games, uh, was yeah. probably like the working title. Mm-hmm. Starved, enter- starved for Entertainment, <laughs> which is how I felt through most of the book. Oh, yeah. So it takes place in some sort of post-apocalyptic version of Chicago, which looks an awful lot like just Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt like the book should have started with the words... In a world, because that's because it jumps right into the weird, like dystopian stuff, just like right at the beginning, just explaining the like. Anyway, so this is after the apocalypse, and you don't, you're not told what caused it, but there's sort of like some people living in Chicago, and there's a big like fence around it. Anyway, but supposedly in in this world, in a world where the people, the people decided uh, we're trying to figure out what caused the apocalypse and they just and they think it's because of people's character traits or more like too much of one versus not enough of the other kind of thing and there are five different character traits that some people think this is the most important thing to be because that's going to solve all our problems this is but other lots of other people think no it's this other thing so here are the five and also this was really I felt like this was a middle school teacher who just wanted to teach their kids some good SAT words. Like, I really <laughs> think that's why they wrote this book. Anyway, so um, abnegation, which means to be selfless. Amity, which means peaceful. Candor, which means to be honest. Dauntless, which is brave. And erudite, intelligent. Dauntless clearly being the coolest ones out of that group. Yeah, they all look like they hang out at Hot Topic all day. They all have, like, douche tattoos and pier- face piercings. Yeah, I have a lot of issues with what her definition of brave even is, because they don't do anything particularly brave. But Jimmy hated this book. I got this beer so because uh, it reminded <laughs> me of Erudite, and they're more concerned with the more you know. Oh, it's a, is that a kick in knowledge? This is also a kick in knowledge. 
Nice. Because they don't actually kick because I guess they're all fucking weak boned smart people. But Dauntless, they're all idiots, as far as I can tell. But this is from Barrier, and it is a the more you know milkshake. India Pale Ale brewed with vanilla, coconut, lactose, and dry hopped with motuka, mosaic, and citra. Three times dry hopped, three times coconut, three times vanilla, and it is 10%. And I have really high hopes, and I'm really going to be sad if it's not great. We have had several kicking knowledges before, but never like a triple like that. They've just been 10, 8, 7 or 8%, and they've been fine. This is pretty goddamn good. Damn it. I almost it's wanted not it to be bad. It's incredible, but it's pretty goddamn good, and it's 10%. So, I've really been looking forward to drinking this all day, as soon as I saw it. It tastes like an IPA. I mean, it has got a vanilla-esque flavor. Did you say vanilla ice? Vanilla-esque. Esque, It does not taste like vanilla ice. That would be disappointment. That's what this book tastes like. So, I think just for the sake of, uh, we should plow through the plot and then get to our copious criticisms Yes. If we can separate them at all, because there's a lot. I have a feeling. I will not be able to, but I will try. I say that knowing it's going to be a struggle for me, too. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna start with one right now and then go right Shit. into the plot. <laughs> that being the five personality traits, those are not mutually exclusive. That was a huge one which for is me. A point, which is a point of the part which happens in the book. It's like, oh, well, you're most brave when you're also being selfless. It was like, well, then yeah, no one, clearly... Yeah. Their point of the book just completely torpedoed the point of the book at all, right there. But anyway. But also, like, being all about knowledge and the truth, wouldn't that make you very honest like, and candid with people? Like, if their whole thing is, we are seekers of knowledge, like, well, knowledge and truth go together. Well, also, <laughs> later on, when they get to, like, the jobs people do, because they're all faction-based, where it's like, the journalists are all erudite, but they're smart, I guess, but shouldn't they be concerned with truth? That's the point of journalism. And the lawyers are all candor, which is honesty, which is bullshit. Which is not (laughs) what lawyers are known for. And the doctors are not erudite. They're friendly. No, that's a bad idea. I mean, they should be friendly, I guess. But like, if I have a doctor who's an asshole but smart, I'd rather have that than, he's dumb, but he's really nice. He puts on the Band-Aid really carefully. Yeah. Uh So, yeah, the, the setup, uh, the, you think about it for about a second and a half, you're like, well, that's fucking dumb. But that's part of, I, I'm going to argue that this book is not actually that terrible in the world of young adult fiction. I actually much of it also bad. agree with that. Much of it's I, terrible. I'm going to say that, too. I would say, I would say that. All right, so to go through real fast, so the main character, his name is Beatrice. Her father is, she is in abnegation her father is one of the leaders of the whole thing because these most selfless people are the ones who are given the power to rule and they don't have mirrors be, yeah mm-hmm, don't have mirrors um, worry about themselves beatrice has just turned 16 and at age 16 all kids have to go take a test and she and her irish twin brother are gonna, <laughs> they're both they're not ident- uh, fraternal twins but they're both 16 at the same time somehow. She said they were less than a year apart, so they are yeah, basically that, Irish. Irish twins. I mean, if you're selfless, all you can do is fuck. No one else can see you except your husband. But if you're selfless, wouldn't you just like be doing oral to the other person all the time and not worried about getting your own self off? They, you know, like, they're just 69. Yeah, like how do they have kids? How do they have kids get pregnant that much and then not anymore? A lot of plot holes. A lot of holes filled. That question... <laughs> 
So they go take what sounds like it's going to be a you know standardized test. Uh, and I thought this was really funny at her school. She's like, there are these rooms that they've never used only for app this test. Like, pretty sure that, that I guess the uh, dystopian Chicago school board has a really good budget that they have like excess classrooms and space for resources for one day a year. I, I have to imagine most people are dead. Like, most people are dead, and there's just extra room. Well, I have another, another thing about that in the end when like half the people die. It's like well, they just that's like half the city. Like if if there aren't that many people alive and they're just mowing them down. Yeah. And also the graduating class that goes into each faction is like 15 people. Yeah. So they go to take this test and the test Which is you know is... just like trying to get into college. So <laughs> they take this test where they basically kind of te- the, uh they give you this like thing that like they can go inside your head to uh Try and, and give you this weird thing with these weird obstacles and sort of like a dream thing where they um gotta choke a dog. The test yeah. is: Can you pet a dog and can you sit on a train with a person who's not friendly? <laughs> That's the test. Or it's: Can you stab a dog in the face? You're brave, then, is it? I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty stupid. But then you get the first stupid twist, which is that at the and this is still like chapter two where Beatrice. That she like, uh, you know, wakes up out of the trance, and the test, and the person who tests her is like, "What just happened? Wait, you you didn't come out as any thing. You you're you could be more than one at the same time. You're divergent. Bum bum bum. You have more than one aspect to your personality. I guess maybe that's a cop out for not bringing her to write two dimensional characters. She only focused on writing one two dimensional character and made it. <laughs> A feature and not a bug. She, there, one of the lines she says in this scene I thought was really funny. She goes, my heart migrated. To, it felt like uh, if I didn't feel like my heart had migrated to my throat, I would have done blah, blah, blah. Like, my heart well, migrated to my throat. not for a reason, Michael. It sounds like something <laughs> like the a, author. <laughs> like, ooh, shit. <laughs> it just sounds something to me like a, like a fake Hollywood Native American would say. Like, my heart has migrated to my throat <laughs> from seeing yellow-haired lady. <laughs> 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 Like, who fucking talks like that? A 16-year-old um, written by an 18-year-old. So anyway, there are a lot of scenes, including this one, but a lot of scenes where uh, sort of they take this like weird mind juice thing and are in this like weird <laughs> dream sequence that are like a weird like thing. Anyway, this beer, I have a beer for this. This is called Enhance Your Mind by Other Half. This is a 10% Imperial, Imperial India Pale Ale. Ooh, just like mine. You also have one of these? I mean, I had a 10% IPA. Okay, right. Mike is sitting there with his shitty, sad one. 12% stout. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) And I got another big boy. Mm. And then I got a medium boy. And it's very nice. It's really good. I mean, it's just a very juicy other half IPA. What was it? Enhance your mind and your ass will follow. Yeah. Is that in Vogue? Is that (laughs) P-Funk? Lao Tzu? Um, <laughs> it's Lao Tzu, so, yeah. I always confuse Lao Tzu and, <laughs> and P-Funk. <laughs> anyway, I, I feel like drinking some 10% IPAs isn't going to enhance your mind. Probably the opposite. You never but know. it's very nice. You might seem like you're enhanced to yourself. Might feel like <laughs> it. So she gets this weird test, and the person's like, you can't tell anybody you got a B on this <laughs> personality <laughs> test. <laughs> You got the lie. Each of the test is which Backstreet Boy are you? And you were two Backstreet Boys. You have to go to a safety school. 
which there is there is no safety faction if you don't fit into one of the five factions you become homeless basically and you just become factionless. poor but they're bums they live on the street no, and they live the off whole working of, class is factionless like bus drivers and people who work in factories and also homeless people and drunks were they yeah the working class is all the factionless people because the only time I remember reading about them in the book is when the abnegation would go visit them and give them food. And yeah, shit. there are, you know, of course, they're sad and factionless. They're alcoholics and they need help and they need food. But a lot of like the bullshit jobs, not all of them, though I think it's kind of inconsistent because she does mention a few other people like abnegation does bullshit jobs too. But a lot of like the bullshit jobs or like the, you know, doesn't require being brave or smart or selfless or friendly, you know, you can... You can work at a grocery store, you know. I don't know. So basically, if you, if you fail your personality test, you can't even go to vocational school. Or you can. Maybe you can be like a welder. I don't know how they work. <laughs> I don't know the union rules in this society. It's Chicago. Who knows? They just they really have, like, need a really college. strong bunch of Teamsters. <laughs> still no controlling shit. So anyway, she has to lie. She's like, you can't tell anyone what you got. And I'm just going to lie, and I'm going to say you got abnegation. She's like, what am I supposed to do? She's like, figure it out, kid. You're 16. Your entire life depends on this decision. Good luck. And a big part of this decision is also that you can get something on the test, but the child can choose to join something else. Yeah, he can they do can whatever, do whatever want. they want. Which, also, a huge problem with this plot. These are 16-year-old kids. Who the fuck is going to become the boring monk? Well, the kids who were raised in that family area, you know, that faction. is. Yeah, but their numbers would just keep... D- diminishing because like you know that's why they have two kids i felt like year. they were like the the amish yeah kind of they they wear they only wear gray and the other kids also another point i had other problem i had they talk about you know later on you know oh like spoiler her brother joins a different faction than she does like oh well, we'll pretty much never see him again but they go to this school with kids from every faction up until 16 and then they leave, and then you Basically, go to your faction. Basically, their high school, it's, you know, um, co-ed. It's an integrated high school, but, it's you know, integrated. college, still not integrated yet. Well, there is no college. Like, you you pick your, no, yeah, your, your, your plan for your life, college. but then you pick your career, like, a, six weeks later. That is really bad. That is a really terrible plan. Yeah. Imagine letting 16-year-olds pick... For their rest, of, like whatever you pick at sixteen, like that's what you're committed to for the rest of there, your life. There is an astounding lack of adults in this book until like the very end. Yeah, even Dauntless is run by basically nineteen year olds. Yeah, uh, uh, Nate, hot nineteen year olds with Tatted eyes that are so deep set, his eyelashes like you can't even see them. They're like in the back of his skull because he's fucking got a brow ridge. Like a- <laughs> it's like this guy does not sound attractive what's going on here maybe it's all an elaborate criticism of the american educational system that pits 18 year olds to make a decision that will leave them riddled with a quarter million dollars in debt for the rest of their life because they majored in something really dumb and not profitable maybe that's what this all means she wrote this for her creative writing class it could work well the uh the first person she thanked in her acknowledgments were God and his glorious son. Thank you. I don't think she said glorious. So she didn't say glorious. She didn't, but I'm going to guess that based on that, she's not big on like that level of symbolism or criticizing people in power. Yeah, I actually... So, okay, we're, we're getting a bit off topic, but I didn't feel like this was really a 
no, comment I don't on society. <laughs> I really didn't. It did feel like, uh, um, who, which one was the Mormon? The Fifty Shades or, no, no, it was Twilight. Twilight's where, the Mormon. Where, you know, she like had a Coke and couldn't sleep for a day because she's <laughs> never done these things. Like this girl is like, what's brave? I know, getting tattoos and piercings. That makes you brave. Like that's, what? No, that's not how, what the fuck are you talking about? Maybe we could figure it out. <laughs> so Beatrice picks Dauntless. She doesn't tell anybody that she's divergent, but she picks Dauntless. And then, uh, much to the surprise of her parents, um, but that's going to come in later. Uh, so she joins Dauntless, which is really stupid. Though, can yeah. I just say, if the trains didn't stop, man, I would get to work a lot faster. <laughs> <laughs> but there would be a much higher chance of death, which does happen on her first day. At least one kid dies, maybe two. So the Dauntless people, because they're so brave, they don't, you know, drive in cars or they're the only ones that ride the, the elevated trains. No one else is brave enough to ride trains. But for some reason, they've, they've set up a system where the trains don't stop. They just kind of slow down a little bit at the stop and they don't have any doors. <laughs> so you just run up. It's like, it's like extreme hoboing, you know, <laughs> you, have to, you have to run up and grab onto the train and catch. And if you fall, you fucking die. And then the rest of them are like, pussy, <laughs> and just move on. <laughs> so literally that happens is like, they start off like 15 kids that choose Dauntless. And instead of, you know, like your usual initiation at college where you have some fucking lame speeches, they're like, yeah, here's, here's a packet of crap and eight hours where we tell you how to pick classes. They go, okay. We're going to get on that train, and then we're going to jump off onto a roof, and one kid doesn't make it. Well, and they're yeah. like, well, that's fine. And one kid just refuses to get on the train at all. It's like, well, he's going to become a gas station attendant for the rest of his life now. I was like, well, <laughs> oh, okay. No, he, he doesn't refuse. He, he, he like, freaks out. Like, you know, yeah, because he can't, can't do jump it. off onto a moving train on a roof. Unless you're dauntless. Yeah. Uh, so then, and then they get to, like, you know, this edge of, they say, all right, you're going to jump off of the roof here into a bottomless pit. <laughs> and why? Trust us. Are you dauntless? And she's like, I'm fuck, fuck these guys. I need to prove myself. So she jumps in. And of course, there's like a, they found the last trapeze artist net after the apocalypse. <laughs> and they put that at the bottom of this hole. And then they land. So then she automatically earns herself a bit of notoriety. She's the, she's the first jumper since Third Eye Blind. And... <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is the apocalypse. Uh, no one knows about Third Eye Blind. Well, she's about to live a at least semi-charmed life <laughs> here in Dauntless. <laughs> and that's all the songs I can remember by them. So then they start the training. And then you meet uh, this other character who I have a beer for. And uh, well, you meet a bunch of people, of course. You meet the new trainees, some of which you don't have to remember their names. I've forgotten almost all their names. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll get back to them later. They're all just generic but, names. Well, she immediately rechristens herself Triss. Because she wants to have a cool name. And Beatrice Beat was not name. good for Dauntless. <laughs> <laughs> so she picks Triss, and they're like, cool name, first jumper. And she meets uh, Christina, her her black, her cool black friend that she meets. <laughs> and then uh, a bunch of other ones we'll talk about later. And then a real scumbag guy who is the leader of the trainees, and he, his name is Eric. And... Uh, uh, so this is, takes a little explaining. This beer is called Homicidal Puppet Help Desk. <laughs> <laughs> so each of those things applies to Eric at different points in the plot. Uh, he's supposed to be helping the trainees, which like a help desk. 
But later on, it's clear that he is a sadistic bastard and is homicidal. Oh, yeah. And maybe a puppet. Uh, so this is Homicidal Puppet Help Desk, a barrel-aged barley wine from BrewDog. It's 11.5% alcohol. Uh, this is a beer I've had for a few years, and I've been in this thing like clearing up my beer cellar because I find that it really doesn't make the beers better. It only makes them... Some make, some get a little better, but mostly they get a little worse. You can't buy this anymore, so sorry. But it's it's not that good. Who made this? BrewDog. You get like a little whiff of... Whiskey in there. There's a little bit of whiskey flavor. But the barley wine, which is normally such a sweet, you know, fruity flavor, it's really mild. So it's really not that great of a not that great of a beer. Kinda like Eric, he's not a great guy either. No, he's he's a he's a big doodoo head. He has like eleven rings in each earring, uh, each uh, eyebrow, and he's like four Prince Alberts oh, and his nipples are chained together. <laughs> How do you have more than one? It looks like um what is it? I guess it's like a. Like there's no simile like, that, here. That's what's that help game? Me. No, no. What's that game with like the pins and you, and there's the marbles and you pull them out? Don't break the so ice. So his dick looks like that. Maybe it's don't break the ice. His dick looks like that. There's just a whole bunch of things. They actually don't. They don't make this clear. It looks in the like book, Pinhead from Hellraiser, but it's his dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like and that's uh, brave. From the front. It looks like uh, it looks like the wheel you'd use to steal a pirate ship. It's just <laughs> it's just all spokes. <laughs> <laughs> but he's all tatted up and pierced, and he's. And there's another thing: all the mean people have greasy hair <laughs> in the book. He's like every person who's not nice has like greasy hair for some reason. They're all like dirty, but specifically their hair. And it starts with Eric. He's greasy, and he's mean, and he just tries to humiliate people. And he's a total scumbag uh, for the whole book. And we meet him here, and then we also meet the quiet guy who's you know super hunky. Uh, and is also sort of helping train them, but doesn't really have a clearly defined role. <laughs> he just kind of hangs around. He's like the guy who hangs around, the guy who graduated but still hangs around the college, the high school. Um, and his name is Four. And uh, because I thought he was annoying, I thought it'd been really funny if uh, they, they they printed it like the number four and then the inches sign after it, and that was his name, <laughs> just Four Inches. <laughs> so we meet all these characters, and then they start training, which is basically just ha- it's. Uh, Nothing it's to do like with bravery again. The it's like remember the the training quote unquote in Ender's Game, where they just like had war games and beating each other up. It's like that, but without any of the science or um, <laughs> it's just punch each other the, until you pass out. Or even out. the pretense of games is kind of like you two fight. <laughs> uh, okay, and then they yeah. fight, and then they just like literally bare knuckle, just like beat the shit out of each other. They also have one day of shooting, at which point and knife yeah, throwing. Oh, knife they have throwing, a lot of various. Yeah. They also, I'm sure it comes to the later uh, books, which hopefully we never have to read. Um, no, we're going to do that. Oh, God damn it. No, we're not. <laughs> you know, they're all training for, you know, fighting and war. And, the, you know, like Dauntless are like the guards. They never say what they're guarding anybody from. There's one little hint like, yeah, through that, this book. So I, well, we have to find out. I'm sure they're going to suck. <sighs> and it'll I be think fun I to saw the of. first movie and I think I saw the second movie. And I saw the first I don't movie. remember anything about it because it was not worth remembering. I watched the first movie yesterday. Oh, just look so at you. I could uh, research, you know. Yeah. It's pretty faithful to the book. Yes, it is also it's bad. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They basically go though to assassin school. <laughs> they just learn how to fight and throw knives and well, like, shoot shitty things. assassin school. Like, like punch this other child until school. one of you passes out. 
And they did, that's most of their training is just hitting each other. Well, they're, they're told that there are three stages, and the first stage is the combat stage. And at every stage, people will get cut. And if you don't make it in the top 10, then you, you become end up factionless. as a janitor. <laughs> uh, you're making it way more about class than I think they did in the book. But well, yeah, I mean, everyone who was factionless had like a, had like a menial I don't remember that job. detail at all. It wasn't harped upon because they only mentioned like factionless people in just angry ways or like sad ways. Like, oh, one of them. But they, they had like, you know, they had one line about like they were, you know, oh, the bus, they, they do stuff like bus driving. They said bus driver was their example. Well, they can't, no one's driving those trains, clearly. So. I don't think anyone is driving the trains. Just a, like a maniac monorail, <laughs> just, just doing its own yeah. thing. Anyway, so they go to the training and they beat the shit out of each other. And you quickly learn that Patrice makes some friends. She's Christina, who's a candor. And it's, which is kind of, it just sounds like, the way people would introduce themselves and say their fucking sign. Like, <laughs> hi, I'm, I'm Mike Taurus. <laughs> like, I'm a Christina, I'm candor. Except for Christina, it means I'm a dick. They're, they're all, it's kind of like they have, uh, they're on like the spectrum and they don't know how to read people. And they're just like, what? I, that's what it is. Why would I not tell him this true thing? It's like that onion yeah. thing where they had the autistic reporter. <laughs> <laughs> He goes to like the, this like funeral for a child who was killed in like a hit and run. He's like, "How do you feel now that your daughter is a dead body?" <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> but that's kind of how they talk when you see the candor parents later on. So there's uh, Christina, and then there's uh, Al, the useless mo- giant Mongo dummy yeah. who can't do anything. The, the, the even Lenny though he's of the this. biggest. Yeah, he is. That's that's very accurate. <laughs> And then there's Will, who you forget about till later. I, I honestly forgot. Like there was a bunch of like douchey boys, and I couldn't remember which one was which. But they're all the same, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Well, there's one that matters, and it's, it's Peter because he's a dick. He's named after. Him. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and Peter is from Erudite, and he is just a fucking. He's basically a sociopath. Yeah. He's like, I need to win. And then, wow, what a surprise! You later find out that. Um, Eric and four were in the four were in the same class, <laughs> and Eric came in second to to four coming in first, and he hates him. He's like so angry. Would you say that they were a doublesome troublesome? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd say um, Peter and Molly, the the ugly girl who yeah. also has greasy hair. Yeah, they're all greasy and is mean. She makes the uh, the silly silly sin of having. Bad characters be ugly, and good characters be attractive, which is a shitty writing technique, along with the rest of this book. Uh, well, this is a woman who thought the problem with the world is that you can only belong to one clique. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, this is Troublesome, Doublesome Troublesome from Fifth Hammer, is a double India Pale Ale, 8.5%, and that is pretty much all it says. It's lovely. It's lovely. It's kind of a, it's a little bit of a bitter after flavor, but it's nice, uh, bright, you know, light flavoring. It's a double IPA. Mm. It's pretty solid, 8.5%. So between the two of these, I should be good. And these beers, they make us good because they're from you. Some of you listeners, Thanks. not all of you, some of you. Just the cool ones. The ones in Dauntless. <laughs> If you think you want to change factions and show how brave you are, you can head over to patreon.com slash drunkguysbookclub 
where you could support the podcast financially. And in return, you get all sorts of cool things like early access to our episodes, vote in our monthly book poll, get exclusive content, and even tangible goodies that we mail out periodically. Head on over there if you are so inclined. Or just leave us a review wherever you're currently listening and round up to five stars, one for each faction or times you wanted to stop reading this book. And uh, that would also help us out. So they go through a long... It's like watching a training montage, but it's not fast. But it's not a montage. There's there's another part of this that I want to bring up before we move on because it's very important. Oh, sure. When they get there and they're, you know, settling in, they go to eat food and... Beat Rice has never (laughs) seen a hamburger before. She's like, what the fuck is that? Which, two questions. (laughs) One, she went to school with all the other kids. Yeah. So she's seen a fucking hamburger. Two, she ate it. If she's never had meat before, she is going to have just crippling shits. Yeah. She's Uh, going to die. They don't say it. I don't think they say that the the, the abnegations were like vegans or but something. But they're like, you know, they only had simple things and, you know, like a, a potato. A pretty simple. Yeah, but she's like, what is that? She's like, what? <laughs> so when, when I was reading it on the on Kindle, uh, it had just the first part of that paragraph on the bottom of the page. And she's like, and on the plate in front of me is a circular piece of meat on a piece of cir- circular bread. I was like, is that a fucking hamburger? <laughs> and then it turned to the next page and all the other characters are like, you don't know what that is. Like, oh, thank God it's not. That wasn't what she meant. Because <laughs> like, if Veronica Roth hadn't seen a hamburger, <laughs> or she thought she invented the hamburger. <laughs> a round witch? Are you talking about a round witch? <laughs> Although, can I just say, raising beef for hamburgers is not something that's going to be done after the apocalypse. I mean, it takes an enormous amount of land, but not only just for the cows, but then to grow all of the grain you need to feed the cows... It's incredible. There's just no way. Maybe they perfected lab-grown beef, which I and cows are not going to survive on their own. They've been bred to be so fucking stupid (laughs) by humans over the last ten thousand years. They are not surviving on their own. No, they'd be an amity, (laughs) and they would be hunted down by whatever human people still live. They would be like, "There's steaks over there. These are wild-caught burgers." (laughs) another thing about the food i noticed not once but like four times the dauntless people they're eating muffins (laughs) that's the bravest food mike (laughs) that the fucking brave food they're like uh, like as if the dauntless chef who's like i'm making hamburgers just it's a man food put it in your mouth cunt (laughs) and then but here's a banana muffin (laughs) it's because you know you need your fiber but they eat muffins all the time. <laughs> it was really a weird food for the like the 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 super tough dudes who are, you know look like bikers and jump out of moving trains. Well, yeah, like, oh, oh, Cere- wait, cereal my scone pussies. <laughs> muffins. I just thought it was really muffins weird. are the bravest food, muffins. bravest breakfast there, food. There's one scene where like Uriah Heep or whatever his name was shoots a muffin <laughs> off of someone's head. Yes, and that. And then she eats it, and he's like, "That's so gross!" Like, why? Like the 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 bullet made it taste bad. Like, he he, he eat an inordinate amount of muffins. (laughs) Like half the scenes they're eating. Like it's it's really weird. This like mess hall they go to. I was trying to understand it because I would think, especially for the initiates, they'd get shitty things. Well, also 
it's hard to understand this entire place they live in because it's just a it's like a spiral cave called the pit where there's no railings on the staircases because that's brave like that's just that's just stupid especially when you have a very small population well it's like that uh you know those like mountain removal mines <laughs> just, like, take your, that's what they did in the middle of chicago and like this is where i'll put the tough guys they just dug a hole with a big drill and said brave people will live in this underground cave why there's got to be a lot of abandoned buildings it's chicago there are there are crumbling buildings all over and they've built new ones that just so for some reason these the beacon of, you know, the beacon of humanity is the sears tower <laughs> <laughs> But also the uh, Ferris wheel from the Chicago's World Ferris, like there somehow, like there's a giant Ferris wheel of one scene. Why don't they live in the H.H. Holmes Hotel? That'd be brave. That would be, be brave. Very, very warm. <laughs> Quite a furnace on that house. And also, where they buy their clothes. Did you see what it was called? Uh, the, like the store? It was called The Clothing Place. Was it in capitals? Like capital letter? No, she just called it like, ah, I can't give a name. Fuck it. Like, let's go to the clothing place. Like, then they went to the clothing place and bought a shirt. So I think the way that was, so they, the, they get like Yeah, they get like credits. Ration, ration money. And, yeah. They get these ration ticket it's, it's, things. It's a government store, company store. Yeah. So like, why have, a, why have a fancy name for that? The clothing place. They also, so the only other place you really see, they have the dormitory, the various big rooms where they f- have fight club for children, <laughs> and... The uh, fight, mess fight hall club. area. <laughs> fight club. <laughs> and uh, the tattoo parlor. <laughs> That's the only other place they go. I had a question about the tattoo parlor. Is the tattooist brave? She gets really brave. Tat- you know what? They use the same needle for Ooh, that's so brave. Very brave. Pepsi is brave. <laughs> I'm going to need some AIDS making this tattoo. <laughs> Can someone help me? <laughs> no, that didn't come out right, but still. Uh, maybe it's brave because like, you, you give you a tattoo... But the tattooist is clearly drunk. Oh, okay. Like, that, but also, everybody, everybody's drunk. Everybody's, They're always drunk, except the kids never actually drunk see on muffins. <laughs> Seriously, is, does muffins seem like the thing they should be eating in boot camp where children are dying? They're basically cake. They're, they're just like slightly less cake than, than cupcakes. These are like the shittiest brand muffins you ever had. They're just they're not, 100%. Bran, like you eat one and you shit before you have a second bite. That's how brave they are. They're like it's brave because they have to hold it in, and that counts as a, as like doing a crunch because you're just clenching. It's, it's like a it's like a magician's assistant thing. Like each bite inflates and reconstitutes as a whole extra muffin that comes out of your ass. Like you, it's like a hydra of muffins. There's got a lot. Got doesn't a lot that of not make questions. sense? Why the fuck is that? Why is that the food that? As if they, they go, hey, hey, I have to go punch Molly in the face for 15 minutes now. Let me get a blueberry muffin. It just seems what? disjunct. I, I feel like, okay, let's, what if it was like, instead of muffins, they, they, got, they, they each got a Grand Slam breakfast from Denny's. And they, well, if they're all hung over all the time, that would make <laughs> sense. But they should have, they should, really should just have like, here's your gruel. Eat this fucking steel cut That's oats. just a liquid muffin. Liquid muffin is a great band name. <laughs> it is actually, yeah. Anyway, they eat a shit ton of muffins. They fight each other, and uh, you know you think that what's and they her have name? Some coy flirting tr- the whole time. Yeah, you think Tris is not going to make it, but she just scrapes by. She, has, she gets beat up by uh, a boy because that's how you learn to fight. Uh, you get beat up by someone stronger than you, and 
to buy a four, his advice is always like, you know, you could be good. And then he walks away. <laughs> like he doesn't really give any advice. The only, also one other thing, the only thing you ever see of Amity, they're the one faction that really never matters in the they're, book. They're the reason. puffs. They're the farmers. I mean, they're the, they're the Hufflepuffs of this. On one of their training trips, they go to the border wall and this is where the throwaway line is, what are we protecting? What are, what's outside of there? And they're like, I don't know, I'm 16. Then a truck of farmers comes in and for some reason, Dauntless has to inspect it because they're the, you know, border control. And it just they're was... Ice. <laughs> yeah, they're the ice, ice, ice agents. <laughs> and it's, they're all wearing like overalls and a straw hat and they're piled on the back of a pickup truck and someone plays a banjo. <laughs> like it, seriously, someone pulls out a banjo and then they play like, oh, Susanna. It's like a John Deere commercial with Stephen Foster music. <laughs> it's like, what is, is this how she think, thinks food gets made? Yes. They have special brain juice that we could see your thoughts, but we still have to have like a guy picking tomatoes by hand. It's just really dumb. So then they go through the training. She just makes it. Weird Al, the guy who sucks, he's Do about not to get sully cut. The name of Weird Al, <laughs> sir. I will stand for a lot, but that I will not. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's about to get told to uh, beat it or eat it, uh, but then uh, Peter is is in second place. So he fucking stabs the first place guy in the eye, and there's no discipline for this. There are no adults. It's literally the people in charge are 19, in charge of the 16 and 17-year-olds. So, yeah, it's Lord of the Flies. It's absurd. And even, you know, Four, who's supposed to be like the reasonable one, who's just, you know, he does, he's picking his moments, he doesn't even care. He's like, oh, gross. <laughs> And then that guy just drops out because he has one eye. Yeah, he's, he's destined to be a, a bellhop. I don't know. I'm trying to think of more dumb jobs. <laughs> Every time someone gets eliminated, it's like, oh, that's it. You're going to be a newspaper delivery boy until you're dead. So, okay. I was going to wait for that. They read newspapers still in this book. Yes, they like, do. At one point, she goes to the erudite headquarters, and they're reading books and newspapers. They have fucking they could read your mind juice and they don't have a fucking iPad. Why are they printing newspapers still? Where are they getting the trees from? The union. Where are they, it's <laughs> absurd. Why would they still be using newspaper in this, in this scenario? Well, actually after the apocalypse producing iPads is going to be really difficult. Same thing with keeping the internet going, but you have the whole, but they do have the internet. They have all that shit. They have a device where they could control an army of people because they injected something in their neck. They can't have a... Did they forget to protect they still their neck? To, <laughs> <laughs> they still need newspaper? Come on, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Maybe they just like the way it feels. Oh, maybe. I just thought it was really another oh, it, dumb... It's, like, oh, there's a million dumb things. So they have a bunch of, you know, squabbles and they're trying to... Eliminate people. And there's a lot of casual sexual assault in this of Triss oh, where they're like, oh, they hide her clothes and then they strip off her towel in front of everybody and then they make her just walk. She's like, I'm going to be brave and not, you know, care. But like, that's that's a crime. There's, that's, that's a little weird. And it's kind of shrugged off. And then again, later, 
when they attempt to murder her, they like feel her up and says, "Oh, you feel like just like a kid still." Like Jesus Christ! But that's also yeah, just shrugged off stiff. again. Stiff. Yeah, they keep calling them stiffs. I'm not sure why. The stiffs were the abnegation people because they're like they're not fun, you know. Uh, they 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 did have this one line I didn't get. Of course she isn't. She wasn't curious about something. She didn't want to know. I was like, of course she isn't curious. She's ab- abnegation. Curiosity is foreign to her. Like, first of all, that doesn't make any sense. Why are they not? That doesn't mean they're not curious. And also, the government is run entirely by this faction. I guess maybe it's a statement it be, yeah, that like, they, they, don't, like, they don't want to know. It's like, I just run things. I don't want to know how anything works. Like, know, maybe that's a statement, but I think it's a, that's a bit too highbrow for, for this. I don't know. There's a lot of dumb things. Uh, I like this line, trying to explain the thinking of an erudite person. Will, remember him? Don't need to. Talking he's about one of the bad guys, uh, right? pets. Uh, no, he's the good no. guy. He's Christina and he's Will are the good guy. guys. Yeah. He's talking, they're talking about why, why don't you have pets? Who doesn't have oh, pets? Yeah. And, like, and they're like having this debate, and they're like, well, because... And he says, because they're illogical. What is the point in providing food and shelter for an animal that just soils your furniture, makes your home smell bad, and ultimately dies? So it, I know it's supposed to sound like he's like Spock, coldly logical. It just sounds like a person would ask Bert. Like it's not the wise person. She was. It just sounds like smart people someone, don't enjoy fun. I just want to keep calculating pi. <laughs> <laughs> so then there's like a thing. Like Tris starts to actually be good. She wins the game that they, the one team event they play where it's capture the flag. She wins. But well, they, they do lament her. that, you know, like for uh, the dumbest of names is just like Dauntless used to be about teamwork. But lately, you know, he hints that since Eric took over at the ripe age of 19, uh, that it's just about just about fisting. They've <laughs> been they started at the same time, Eric. And yeah. Ford. And they are two years older than yeah. So Beatrice. why are they? So it's things? been two years, and he's like, "Oh, back in the day." <laughs> like how can what perspectives does he have? And spoiler: he wasn't raised dauntless. So like, he's, you know, an older guy told me it was better than this. Though I couldn't tell you who he was because everyone older than me is dead, or there's like four of them at the very end. Yeah, there's really nothing. The only other old person you really see is. Um, the guy in the very beginning is like, jump on the train. It's an old Dauntless guy. And then they're like, what? Okay. Also, the the lady who gave her the test and then keeps showing Tori. up to like, keeps showing up for ex- exposition reasons. The tattooist. Yeah, she's the tattooist. So Triss gets to move on to phase two, which is more of the like mind injecty dream obstacle courses. Where, um, turns out she knows that, so when they inject you the thing, you're supposed to face your fears. That's kind of the thing. And the re- we find out that four has that name because he only has four fears. And most people have like thousands. So that's why he's one of the best. Anyway, Triss, when she gets injected by the thing, she knows that it's just, that it's not real that it's fake and that she can just be like, okay, well I'm going to just like boop and like, just like wake herself up and be like, Hey, I beat it. I won. And so (laughs) she goes from phase one, you know, only barely scraping by to phase two. She's like, Oh my God, she's the best. But it's actually because she's divergent. But also her fear was birds. 
<laughs> yeah, her biggest fear is at, I, I like I wrote this down. at the <laughs> end when she goes for like the big test and she finds like it's not real. This is about control. And she like, imagines a gun and then shoots all the birds. Her biggest fear was playing duck hunt, <laughs> 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 or really the inability to play duck hunt. Oh man, this zapper's not working. It's like playing on an LCD. It just doesn't work. Does it not? No, it you, does not. You can only play duck hunt on an on a on a CRT. CRT. Ah. You could. There's there are companies now that make uh, adapters. Else, no, it's like a whole other. Cause it's a totally other mechanism. But they're like a hundred bucks to buy one. So instead, what you do is you just poke up your zap your your thing and just uh, shoot at a light bulb because <laughs> that's how you would trick the duck hunt gun anyway. Mm, witchcraft. When you were a kid, just like put it against the light bulb, just shoot, and you'd kick it, you'd hit every bird. You know who wasn't Dauntless? That fucking dog in Duck Hunt. That guy was just a cunt. <laughs> so, um, so this this round, uh, it's all about going into the the, the fear matrix where they yes, and and uh, somebody realizes that it's four must be four realizes that she must be that she must be divergent because she can beat the thing so fast, and he's hinting that he's actually divergent as well. He says, "What did you get on your test?" I got abnegation. Like, no, what did you get? What were your real results? Anyway, <laughs> that's the hint. Uh, and he says, and then somebody else, the, the fucking tattooist lady says, oh, well, yeah, my brother. Tori Amos. My brother was like that. My brother was like that. <laughs> and they, the soon, the night after he beat the test, they found him dead in a sewer the next day or something like that. Like, no, and he's murdered. The bottom of the chasm. Bottom of the chasm. There we go. Whatever it was. And so Which Tris like the name of a Tori Amos song. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't name a single one, so uh, I don't know either. Real I don't listen to that shit. <laughs> uh, Tris freaks out, goes to visit her brother at Erudite. Erudite. Both are acceptable pronunciations. I've because I've, I've read that word for years before ever heard it, hearing somebody say it. And then I'd look it up and I realized, I don't fucking know how to read these dictionary pronunciation <laughs> things. So, you know, I, YouTube, like, how to say this word? Uh, I think well, just, it's erudite, but... It's, 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 it's either erudite one. or erudite. I've heard both. I think both are accepted at this how point. How about erudite? By erudite. <laughs> My dite? <laughs> so she goes there, which is just like a college campus, basically. And they just walk around reading books and it's like i don't know if kant would agree with that like they just <laughs> think they're the smart people it's just it's all the philosophy majors in one room you're like oh god i oh, have to go somewhere else fuck. and i like uh, i wrote this down too they all because uh, every like uh group has a uniform you know because they only think uniform color yeah so the thing about uh them is that they wear only blue clothes because it has some sort of like calming property <laughs> to help them think like what that's not fuck are you talking about that's horseshit i'm gonna find it i have to find the exact quote because it was like that doesn't make any sense they must wear at least one blue article of clothing at a time because blue causes the body to release calming chemicals really calming chemicals calming like, you mean like, like alcohol hormones or something <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta, I just need them to wear a uniform. Someone, why didn't she just make them all wear tweed if they're like the smart people? Why don't they all dressed up they like all professors? Need elbow patches. Yeah, they have to wear an elbow patch and a monocle. Because <laughs> her brother wears glasses, even though he has fine vision. Like he just wants to blend it. They She's all look a fucking like hipster, douchey they hipster all have college students. Fake British accents. They all talk like Fraser. 
90% of the time is smelling the wine, not drinking it. They're those kind of people. So she visits him. Oh, we already skipped her. Her mom visited, and the mom was like, listen, you're a divergent. And she's like, how did you know? He's like, because I read your diary or whatever. Have, you had, the, have then, you had the circle witches here? And then when the mom leaves, she's like, my mom was divergent. This is crazy. Like, But wait, in this world, people change all the time when they're 16, and you're supposed to never ask questions in navigation. So why are you really that shocked to find out she was something different? Yeah. Yeah. It's also... It's also unbelievable that there aren't more divergent people. Well, there are. They've been, they're being rounded but up. But it should be like 95% of people are good at two things. Not even good at two things. Just are two adjectives. No, they all stab the dog. <laughs> they really all just stab the dog. All right, so I forget what happens when he actually... when the She meets the up with her says, brother tell, and he's like... Tell Mark uh, or Caleb to, to research the serum. Oh, yeah. And he says, he says, like, what? And she's like, fuck you. And she leaves. But then he does it anyway because, you know, whatever. And she calls him a nerd and, like, pushes his head in the mud <laughs> and gives him a swirly because she's brave. <laughs> <laughs> so they, she does a lot of training with four, and she gets to see his fears. And that's, like, a big reveal because then you find out his story. That's an important thing. So there is an earlier exchange here that I thought was incredible. I forget where it was. It doesn't matter. But he says, I laugh shakily. You're a little scary for. Do me a favor. He says, don't call me that. What should I call you then? Nothing. He takes his hand away from my face. Yet. That's it. What? Yeah. And then what so does that mean? The chapter. It's yeah. like, well, <laughs> well, then what the fuck do I call you, dude? <laughs> he, it's like he's trying to ghost her, but like in a nicer, a slightly <laughs> less dramatic way. <laughs> Don't fucking call me, bitch. In uh, person, because we don't have phones. In, yeah. <laughs> I'll see you in an hour. Like we Nate's only have 11 people here. <laughs> Were you getting a beer there, Nate? Yes. Yeah, so they're clearly, you know, into each other. So this is a Finback Yuzu Mandarin crush. Cause oh, they, cause well, that's a good one. He clearly has a crush on her because he's into the younger ones, I guess. And, she, and for her... Uh, when she talks to four, she's like, use a man, I want in my gush. <laughs> the, the Chicago That's pronunciation? It, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah. She wants, it, she, she wants his uh, Chicago dog. It's a penis with like a lot of onions on it. <laughs> so this is a double IPA with yuzu and mandarin orange. And it is 8% alcohol. And it's very nice. It's only a little bit mandarin orange. I mean, you could taste it a little bit. But I don't really know what a yuzu is. Yeah, I don't know what that is either. What's the difference between a mandarin orange and an orange, flavor-wise? Mandarin orange are the little ones. Like a clementine. They're yeah. a little bit different, yeah. Like sweeter? And, they, and just slightly different. Hmm. Isn't a mandarin like a, a bureaucrat? <laughs> is that a word? It's, it's uh, the official it's a, language of China. Well, it's one of them. I think man- Mandarin no, is the government language. Word. Cantonese is the I'm people's talk- language. I'm not, talk- I'm not talking about China, man. <laughs> I'm, about like the f- I fucking- I'm aware. I don't know China. what Mandarin is in terms of uh, uh, a Mandarin is a uh, it's a it's a government official or bureaucrat. Oh, yeah. Okay, so maybe that's what's in the beer. I hope not. Hmm, <laughs> <laughs> tastes like red tape. It's people. <laughs> Mandarin is people. But I don't know what I still don't know what a yuzu is. It's like a it's like a shitty lumpy lemon. 
Yeah, it looks like a lemon that it's has a citrus thing. Okay, Japanese citrus. It really looks like it's got some some STD. It's a hybrid of so I don't fucking give a fuck. So they have big crush, and he's like, "Let me show you my dreams, and then you'll know what to call me, and you'll know what to call me for." We're gonna take these pills or these juices, and you're gonna enter my hellscape. I was like, oh, okay. Balls with my memories of my abusive dad. Yeah, I want you to go into my brain and see all my deepest fears. But you could, but you could like talk to me through them. (laughs) It's it's like when you're in a what's it called, like a lucid dreaming, but you're Mm -hmm. in someone else's nightmare. So then you find a why they call him four. He only has four fears, and they're like his dad, the Jews, um, (laughs) hunger. I forget what they were. But confined heights, confined spaces, confined spaces. His dad and. What? I don't remember what the other one was. You know, in the movie, it was sh- having to shoot somebody in the head while looking at them. That sounds familiar. I don't remember what the actual fear was. Or was it like... Was, I think it was like... As having to shoot his, his mom or something? Friends. It's like people, right? Like his... When like having people... Having, like having feelings for people, like having relationships with people. Isn't it something like that? He's afraid of how hot Triss is. Even though they talk about how she's not hot, she's like gawky, but still hot. And she's really short. They say that a lot, too. And he's like, I like, I have a thing for carnies. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's three feet tall. It's very strange. Like, she's ridiculously <laughs> short to the point, like, they're all high school. They're all 16-year-olds. And she's like, I'm standing behind a girl, and I can't see. I could only see the back of her head. I could, I could only peek up and see the back of her head. Like, either, like, you have the Rutgers women's basketball team there or that you can't see even like around them like is the shack with a wig on like how can you not see around this person like ridiculous <laughs> anyway those are his four fears and she's like that's why they call you four he's like it's only that it's that it's not anything else i use metric when i measure so and then uh and then you find out his name is uh four is a pretty shitty nickname but it's a hell of a lot better than being called tobias <laughs> uh, and that's his name. He's Tobias. Yeah, his, his initial first name. You know, he got there. What was your nickname? He's like Tobe. Shit. No. Uh, <laughs> that's too late. <laughs> bias. Yeah, I'm just really racist. No, that doesn't. I don't think that's gonna work. <laughs> Call me bias. <laughs> uh, so you find out all about four and his backstory, and you're supposed to care. His dad beat him, and his dad was an abnegator. He's one of the leaders, Marcus. Yes. He's like the president of their vaguely parliamentary system of one faction and a representative from each one, which is just an irritated person being like, I know all this stuff. A Donald person going, yeah, sandwiches. (laughs) (laughs) Just break a chair. (laughs) Give me more muffins. An Amity person just like humming to themselves while they look at a wall. And <laughs> the candor person going, you are all fucking idiots. <laughs> and they'd be like, You're so that guy honest. smells. <laughs> uh, so that's, uh, that sounds like Amity there. made a chocolate ghost. <laughs> there, there was, there were a couple of lines, uh, in the book where I thought Trish shit her pants. Um, <laughs> like it's possible. This one right after uh, Peter stabs a kid in the eye, she like helps with the blood, but it's the, the way this is worded. I His can't be blood sure. Smells like shit. <laughs> no, she goes. I scrub with my palms. 
I change into the pants I brought and throw the soiled ones in the trash. <laughs> but it never talks about her getting blood on her, so she just shit her pants, I think. Yeah. And then uh, later yeah. on, um, I forget what the context of this line was. I think it's, oh, it's after they do the zip lining. And she says, I still smell like wind. And I think that she just <laughs> farted a lot. I don't oh. That was actually propelling her down the zip line. I just, it was, it was taco night in, in the pit. And I smell like wind. What are these strange vertical sandwiches with an open side? <laughs> They're like little meat envelopes. So all during this, as they get ready, the other thing that's been happening in the sort of background is Erudite is publishing these articles about how abnegation are a bunch of shitheads, and they are they are not fit to rule, and they're they're very incompetent. And one of the things it says twice is that they're denying the people of luxuries like cars and fresh fruit. (laughs) 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 This revolution overthrow the bastards. I've had, I've had tried pineapple, just not a fresh one. You know, those, that status symbol of Chicago, that bowl of fresh fruit (laughs) that they all have come to expect. (laughs) I was told there'd be raspberries. Well, they're saying that they're not giving these things because abnegation is taking all the extra stuff and giving it to the factionless, you know, the fucking pores. Yeah. While the smart people should be running things. And no one wants questions. Why aren't the honest people running these? Because they're just too, like, they can't even get along with each other, I'd guess. They're like, listen, Gary, good idea, but your breath smells like garlic from lunch. Well, fuck <laughs> you, Terry. And they just, like, fight. <laughs> Well, the entire society is based on the idea that everyone said something is wrong with the way the world was, and no one could agree, and that's it. Maybe what was wrong was splitting people into different social classes based on arbitrary criteria. Maybe that was it. Yeah, and basing your society on the fact that you don't know what it was that broke up society and now you're in other groups because you'll never get along. And all they do is shit on each other. Literally, in Amity's case, because they're too stupid to use toilets. <laughs> I heard the crops need poo-poos to grow. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. The last 10% of the book is the coup, where you get some all this stuff about how, like, Dauntless is working with erudite so that they could overthrow abnegation as the leaders and that they developed this like tracking device mind serum i have a beer for this well they inject the people and eric's like we're injecting everyone with this it's a tracking device so if you run away we can find you and she's like that sounds everyone's like yeah of course why wouldn't we have one of those that's not dystopian it's a liquid they inject into you. And I would say the contents of that vial were an evil water, wouldn't you? <laughs> I would say that, yes. Uh, and since they're busy eating you know, muffins and shit, maybe they also occasionally have a root beer float. This is evil water, root beer float. This is a pastry seltzer from Evil Water, which is a brand of Evil Twin, NYC. And it is uh, uh, flavored like root beer. Now, if you like root beer, which I do, this is fantastic. If you don't like root beer, because you don't like sodas that taste vaguely like toothpaste, I understand. Uh, <laughs> is that what, I mean, I don't like root beer, but I've never really been able to pin why. I, I guess there is, you know, depending on the brand of root beer, some of them are better than others. 
I, I like root beer a lot. Root this beer is, is delicious. Damn good. I I've never liked it. Didn't like you either, Jimmy. I'm okay with that. Yeah, this is great. It's uh, I, I prefer evil tw- evil water. They make a shit ton of seltzers, like two new flavors a week, uh, often. There are at least forty seven of them on our beer list. That I, I'm you trying have. to I'm trying to chip away. I stopped <laughs> buying them months ago. It's like I don't really love that many of them. The ones where it's just like a bunch of random things. You're like, hey, this is our evil water coconut pistachio tangerine. You're like, oh, I guess I'd like that. Those ones are kind of meh. But the ones that taste like a thing, when they're like, oh, this is a cream soda, that one's great. Root beer float, this is excellent. At least as far as this drunk guy is concerned. Um, but in, overall, if you're into the hard seltzer thing, evil water's pretty damn good in general. But I, I'd rather drink beer than drink a seltzer. So you find out that all the Dauntless are injected with this like mind control, like zombie tracking device serum. Uh, but it doesn't work on, diver- on divergence, divergence with the TS at the end, um, plural. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, that's been the problem this whole time with divergence. So uh, anyway, there's this big thing where everyone acts like a zombie, but really all the all the Dauntless they go and they kidnap all of the abnegation people and they start just executing them and you know stuff like that. Right in the but, street. But Triss and Four because they're both. Divergence end up like breaking away and oh my god, their name together is Fortress, <laughs> <laughs> and they're defending people. Shit, <laughs> Inception. Okay, <laughs> I don't know if she really meant that as a thing. No, but I don't know that she didn't. Not she didn't. Not <laughs> so four and. Tris, I cannot <laughs> hear it now. Um, four and Tris, they go and they try and they try and rescue Tris's father because he's like the fucking president. But well, no, Tris's mom shows up and she's oh, yeah, like, exactly. She well, shows up and he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab you. I'm like, she because she's she was born into Dauntless. You find out, and she like fucking comes out with a gun and like just wastes a whole bunch of people and rescues Tris, and then Tris like manages to escape. Four gets captured, uh, but Triss's mom gets shot and dies, and then she Triss manages to escape to where all the you know it's a coup. So they're trying to find. So they she managed to escape to where the you know leaders are hiding the safe house, which the safe house exactly this the undisclosed location that has a secret knock. But before that, she's being chased by some drones, and she shoots. She's one. And she's like, oh, it's a dauntless guy coming at me, and he has shaggy hair, and it's Will. And you're like, was I supposed to remember fucking, one, who the hell Will was, and two, what his hair was like? Because it didn't. Will was she, the one who was a vaguely good guy, right? He was kind Christina's of? boyfriend. No, Christina didn't have a boyfriend. I, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, they, like, they start making it. It's, the it's like, it. for, they're like, they're like, we're going out. I kissed him. He kissed me. I kissed each, we kissed each other back. Oh, he's going to finger bang me in the pit later. Don't and she's like, don't call your vagina the pit, guys. Don't like that. <laughs> but then, <laughs> but then, uh, then she, you know, Tris has to kill him, and she's like, Christina will never forgive me. It's like Christina is also shooting innocent people right now because also you have to tell her. Yeah, she'll know. Well, she says she'll know because she's a candor, and she could tell when you're lying. And that's the thing. Actually, we're trained to read body language so we can know when people are lying, which is a proven. Bunch of horses. 50 50 shot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it says, you have a tell. Every time you're lying, 
you say something bit. that's not <laughs> true. <laughs> you fart a little bit like Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> Wait, is that true? Does he fart when he tells He did in, in front of a judge when he was contesting the election. He did like when mid-sentence like fart. I mean, he's an old man. This happens. That's awesome. <laughs> how did I miss? What? How was there more I important? Think he, I, I, I think he just does that all the time. I can't now. believe I didn't hear. It's like, you know... <laughs> <laughs> you just made Mike's day. Oh, this clearly is you're not in tune with liberal media, <laughs> of which they definitely, oh, you know, what they call that. the media. Uh, but <laughs> okay, I like this Rudy Pugliani. I like this uh, 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 2D Giuliani. Actually, <laughs> oh, that's be, even better. Yeah. yeah, there you go. See, I just that's I'm I'm so late to this party. <laughs> uh, I like this headline on this YouTube article uh, video. Rudy Giuliani farting at Michigan hearing farts twice <laughs> in caps. <laughs> Every time he lied. Oh, wait. He would have had to fart way more than that. Oh, oh, my God. The others were silent. Oh. You can literally hear it. There's a there's a recording. <laughs> like, like in you, is it a squeaker it. or is it like a slow one? Like a oh, it's just right a quick now. little bleh. <laughs> mid, <laughs> mid sentence between words, it just bleh. I just watched. Oh my sweet Jesus! You know there was a, I think it was, a, it was like a Elizabethan guy, like a court jester who had to fart every year for the king. Once a year, that's doable. Yeah, it was. Like, <laughs> I, I doable. forgot. Do you save it up? He was he was the king for like Henry the Second or something. He had to fart once a year. He's known as Roland the Farter. <laughs> and he's, he's just like recorded in this like one book of like King's expenditures. And it says every year he must perform one jump, one whistle, and one for- fart at Christmas. <laughs> oh, it has to be at Christmas. For the King's court. This like court jester guy has to show up, whistle, jump, and fart. Well, how awesome is that? I mean, they had must... beans back then. <laughs> it's not that hard to prepare. It must have been awesome to be a king. <laughs> fart for me. It's showing that farting, like farting being funny, is timeless. It is. It's always going to be funny. Oh, yeah. Watching a man fart as a joke will always be better than this book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they're in the middle of a poo. <laughs> I mean, coo. <laughs> So they're in the, mil- the a, middle of a coup. A coup de chart. <laughs> <laughs> they're in the middle of a coup where all the like, dauntless, okay, all the dauntless, they're like zombies. Uh, so Triss has to like, manages to like find her father who is one of the leaders and they go and they're like, oh, we, she like knows what to do and I don't remember all the details of this part. They like, manage to like, basically invade like the the pit the dauntless place and like her so first her mother got killed now her father gets killed in the like firefight and then tris manages to break in and find four who's like mind controlled now through some special thing but because mean lady mean kate winslet i forgot what her name was in the book she's the head Uh, of janine it's like something i think it's janine but yeah it's kate winslet (laughs) Yes, Janine. She's like she's the, the HR person for every time. <laughs> <laughs> so Janine, she's like, I knew you were divergent spies, and she has like Eric and all the other cons sniffing him out, and uh, she's like, I, I, my serum, it's one of my greatest scientific discoveries. Like she does like a Bond villain speech about science. 
And she said, but I don't worry. I have a better one. And she just has like a fucking needle in her drawer. It's like, here it is. And she just injects four with it. She's like, now, now you'll do what I say. This one's even more evil. Mwahahaha. Like she's just a cartoonishly evil character all of a sudden. Because the serum didn't work on them originally because they're divergent. But now this one works on divergences. Uh, and then she, four is going to beat the fuck out of Well, we uh, find out that they're Triss. actually both divergents because <laughs> when oh, he yeah. tries to bang her, well, she's like, I'm not ready for sex. He's like, me neither. <laughs> Don't tell any of the guys. I'll fucking kill you. What is it? Do you <laughs> use your thumbs or something? <laughs> I don't know if I want you to put it into me, Triss. <laughs> I don't know if that's how it works. I don't know either. I know we're dauntless, but I'm afraid. So. <laughs> Amity just space docks. <laughs> space docks. So uh, four has been four has been given the mega shot, and she's like, "Oh, I got you the double shot." And he's like, "Oh, science!" And then he's a zombie. But then. He sees Triss and he's like gonna strangle her or he is strangling her. And she's like, no, wait, I like your penis. And he's like, oh, I forgot. And he wakes up and, yeah. <laughs> and then that's how they solve it. And then they, he says, luckily I'm good at the computers because he was born knowing, because he was, he was abnegation, but, yeah. but he also could have qualified as erudite. He, he worked in the control center. Yeah, he he knew how to do. He knew how. He basically he took like one computers class at uh, night school, and he's like, I can get all the files on brain control, and he downloads them. Are you familiar with Control F? But he <laughs> he says he says that uh, Alt F four Alt F four. He does it at like a dramatic exchange. But like, there's two things you need to know about me. One, I don't. I'm afraid of relationships, and two, I'm surprisingly good at computers. I almost always went at Minesweeper. (laughs) Anyway, and then Triss and Four, they they managed to shut down the thing. They managed to shut down the the computer program that causes the Dauntless to want to kill everybody. So they shut down the coup and they shoot the lady in the head. They shoot Kate Winslet in the head. No, they don't. They just they no, they get rid of her. She She's disappears in the book. She disappears in the book. She's got to come back for sequels. Fine, whatever. Okay. In the movie, That's they just, like that was shoot thinking. her. In the movie, they shoot her and they're like, "You turned it off." But in the book, she just disappears from the plot. Oh, okay. I was skimming heart at this point, so I don't remember it exactly. So was the writer. And then <laughs> certainly uh, any editors. Triss and four kind of escape. Yeah, they escape and they have the tacky like. I wrote this down because it's so fucking stupid. I almost shot you. Why didn't you shoot me, Triss? I couldn't do that. I say it would have been like shooting myself. What? And we 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 missed the uh, the explanation for why divergent people are hunted. And we missed it because it doesn't make any sense anyway, because it's stupid. But it said, every faction conditions its members to think and act in a certain way. And most people do it. For most people, it's not hard to learn, to find a pattern of thought that works and just stay that way. Blah, 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 blah. It's just like, that's I read it. This too. They're like good at one thing and it's like, well, I better just do this forever. I'm only brave. I'm not anything else. Or I'm only friendly. I'm not smart, which apparently is the case in this world. This is a 16-year-old's view of the world. That's what I got from this quote. Especially, you know... uh, I can't like NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys. It's fucking insane. But no, but no, like adults only do one thing. They just work and they just, you know, they just aren't fun. Whereas we, the rebellious teens, and this is a quote, we can't be confined to one way of thinking. 
and that terrifies our leaders. It means we can't be controlled, and it means that no matter what we what they do, we will always cause trouble for them. Like this is speaking to teenagers that are reading this book or preteens. That's yeah. why I think this book is very popular. Like this idea, like you're being different is what makes you special and cool, and it's because lame squares <laughs> who are in power <laughs> don't want you to be cool. I think it was also popular because after the success of first Harry Potter and then Hunger Games, the publishing companies were like, what's the next thing? And they're like, oh, this is kind of a bit like Hunger Games, so let's market this heavily to, you know, preteens and teens. And then, you know, success breeds more success. So uh, people bought a lot of books. Well, and at this point, the uh, the formula of, a trilogy or a series that never ends was established. And this book is like that too. It ends on a total cliffhanger. It's what can make the next YA series of a dystopia with a gimmick. I mean, we can't even, we could, if we could do the entire podcast just on YA books and we would never make a dent in them. So clearly there's a lot of gimmicks. To go some around. have risen above hunger games is, I don't know if it was the first one, but it was really the one that kind of blew up the genre. Well, of no, it was Harry Potter. Harry Potter was well, the like, first thing. Dystopia. No, it's not. But Harry Potter was the first thing that made YA into this oh, gigantic, yeah. gigantic thing. And so when, as soon as the first next thing got a little bit of traction, the publishing company were like, where do we advertise? Oh, let's do Hunger Games. And that became a big thing. And then, you know, because everybody is just copying everybody else, what's the thing? Or, or more like the publishing companies were like, Hunger Games was successful. What is something like that that we can market? And yeah. it was it turned out to be this thing. And this game is totally not the Hunger Games. It's just almost the Hunger Games. I've been saving this all episode. It's the Crave Contest. <laughs> That's my, <laughs> my other dumb synonyms for it. I'm trying to think of something for ravenous. <laughs> I can't think of another word for games right now. The ravenous tournament. <laughs> the ravenous Ra- race. Oh, Shit. Ooh. Almost works. Not quite, but, you know, kind of. Can, can I share one more, just one more line yes. that I thought out of is context? Is it extra stupid? Because I want to know. Oh, it is. It's oh, just... yeah. Well, also, just well, here's just another thing about four. When he says, sometimes I forget I can hurt you, that you are capable of being hurt. Only a sociopath says that sentence. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my God. What is pain? <laughs> I can't believe you. I forget that humans feel pain. Uh, and not just the puppies I torture. Uh, there's a point where Triss wears like his hoodie or something like that, or his. Oh, she sleep, she sleeps in his bed, but they totally don't bang. Oh, uh, he sleeps on the floor. Yeah, and uh, she's like, "Oh, I'm I'm his pillowcase. I'm breathing in the scent of his pillowcase." And I quote, "It smells like detergent and something heavy, sweet and distinctly male." So it's just like covered in jizz, right? That's what we're <laughs> supposed to gather. Why would he like, jizz on his pillowcase? His That's pillowcase. Terrible. It's so crunchy when I sleep. <laughs> it's glazed. <laughs> oh God, it's brittle. It's shattered. Also, when uh, she was trying to get back into her clothes and she couldn't fit into her pants oh, anymore because her thighs had grown in muscles too much. She's been there for two fucking weeks. Yeah, she's like, she got so diesel in two weeks that her her legs are. She's like a power lifter's physique all of a sudden. And the only and the only yeah. exercise they've been doing is getting beaten up. Yeah. She wasn't doing squats. 
She's getting punched in the face. Yeah. By big and, dudes. And eating muffins. <laughs> Maybe the muffins have thigh-boosting chemicals in them. Well, she's eating the a lot of muffins. That she's got happen. some thunder. <laughs> so, inevitably, we have to compare it to the other ones. So, I, I would put this between Unwind and Hunger Games. Unwind was stupider. Hunger Games was a little bit better. Though, this is still better than Twilight. I would still give it that. I'd agree Getting with punched that. in the dick by a train is better than Twilight. <laughs> I, I know. I, I enjoyed Twilight because it was so bad. And I knew we were going to make fun of it. But did you not enjoy Twilight? I mean, if I had just, if we did not, if we did not do this and I just read, and I was like, I'm going to read a book for myself and I read Twilight, I would definitely not say I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I liked Hunger Games. It's not high art by any means. But for why it was, it's way it was entertaining. Average. I thought it was at least leaps and bounds better than this for several reasons. First, it was kind of more internally consistent. There's always a suspension of disbelief where, sure, they have this tournament where the children kill them, kill each other. That's weird, but all right, whatever. But the rest of it was fairly believable. There's a totalitarian government that runs everything, and the main character were in this one. The premise doesn't make any sense. And the main character is dumb and is just like boy crazy and just will do anything. He's like, yeah, I'm a badass. I'm brave. And also I know how to shoot a gun after a week of training, after living as a monk my whole life. Whereas in Hunger Games, she was good at the arrow, bow and arrow stuff to begin with. And that's what she used. And for the, uh, for, until the end of the third book, she really didn't give a shit about the dudes at all. She was like, I got to take care of my mom and my sister. These dudes are cool, whatever, fuck them, I don't care. So Hunger Games, the way it introduced the world was done better in that, like, first you just get Katniss's perspective, and then it's like, oh, and I and here's what's happening in, in, in my life, and here's the problems that I have, whereas this book starts with, in a world after the apocalypse, there are, like, Amity and abnegation and stuff, and it just doesn't it 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 doesn't build into that thing, and so you don't start out with the main character. You don't start out giving a shit about the main character yeah. in what's happening because it it just doesn't do that. And at least, even though there is, you know, Hunger Games is still kind of stupid. This is worse. This is just doesn't build up to it. It just is like it jumps in and says, oh, yeah, fucking abnegation and amity. Duh. And it's it's really stupid. It just felt like someone wrote it as like a rough draft and said, someone else said, can, can you explain this a little better? And they're like, nah, I'm good. And they just published it. Well, Veronica Roth, if that is her real name, wrote it. <laughs> wrote it on like fucking on her like winter break at college. I don't know. Is is yeah. is it a pen name? I don't know if it's a pen That's name. A so name according yeah. to Wikipedia, Veronica Roth wrote the first draft of Divergent while she was on winter break from Northwestern. Was that like three weeks? Where she majored in creative writing. Where so she majored in creative writing, and this was published those, those when she are. was twenty three. And then the movie went on to make two hundred eighty eight million dollars at the box office. So. She's set for life. But now. even but, yeah, uh, but even the movies, they stopped making them. They only made three of a planned four movies. I mean, still, she's gonna be rich forever. God bless her, whatever, cool. But even they were just like, no one wants to see this shit. 
Which I don't understand. Like, the third movie made money. It wasn't unprofitable. It just wasn't a big enough profit. According to Wikipedia. These are the deep dives of research we do for you, <laughs> listener. The person who directed the first three movies backed out. And then the producer said, instead of making this a movie, we're going to make this a like a like HBO like show. And then the star, the, the girl, uh, Shailene, Shailene Woodley, Woodley said, "My contract says it has to be a movie and not a and not a, not a like prestige TV show. So I'm not doing it. And then we're not going to make it without the star or the director. So and then coronavirus happened, hmm. and okay. so you know, well, I guess I guess we're just not making oh, it. Oh well." It was that recently that they were even still talking about making. It? Well, the, the 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 third one. I don't know why I stuttered just then, but uh, the third one came out in 2016, and like everything in Hollywood, you know, just because it, it takes a really long time. Although, well, if it, no, a lot of things they, are greenlit, and then they're just like going to come out one. But that's like one production that's going to make three movies, whereas this is this was not that thing, whereas they're just going to make each movie was its own production, and it just hadn't started yet by the beginning of 2019, and now it's just like, it's just not happening. I don't think they even were interested in doing it. Bef- I don't think coronavirus... It probably just gave them an excuse strongly. to just cut the Yeah, because it, it would have come out in 2017 or 2018 if... Yeah. I, think th- I think by the end it of was the third one, they're just like, who is watching these? We're going to help them and not make the last one. There was a fucking, like, decade of this kind of shit being made into movies regularly. The, there was the Hunger Maze Games, the, the Maze Runner, there was fucking these, and then there were a whole bunch of other D-list well, those are like, yeah, those are like YA ones, but even if you just stick to the dystopian teen movies, there are a whole bunch that people forget about from this time. Uh, the Fifth Wave. That's oh, another I saw fucking that one. book series. That was not good. City of Ember. Another one. They made, it, they made a movie version of The Giver around this time. They made a movie version of Ender's Game. The movie Giver was, was actually pretty good. Yeah, it was actually pretty cool, actually. Uh, I did see that. Um, what else did they The Hunger Games. They had that stupid Battle Angel movie. Um... There are a whole bunch of other ones, like just from like 2007 to like 2016, they just pumped them out. Well, Hollywood has no new ideas, so they just like keep one thing becomes popular, and so they just copy it over and over and over again. Yeah, and that's how this got made. Ready Player One gets pumped made during this time. Ready Player One's kind of different, though. But it's a, it's 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 in the same. You know, in the Venn diagram of, like, movies, it overlaps quite a bit. A little. But, I mean, it has too many references to old shit for teens. Well, that's kind of cool. That's, like, for hipster kids. You oh, know, yeah. hipster teens always liked old shit, like, to pretend that they lived at the wrong time. Z for Zachariah. There's another turd book. I don't know what that, that even is. Because it's garbage. <laughs> this was a thing. This was a thing. And, 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 you know, good for her. Veronica Roth, she fucking rode that wave. And now she writes other books. I'm sure they're not very good. Uh, they're probably... I, mean, I didn't hate this. It's stupid. But it's it's not for us. It's for 12-year-old kids. I had very low expectations. 
because you guys both said, oh, this is going to be terrible. Uh, and then I was like, oh, yeah, for what it is, which is a young adult dystopia, I felt it was more meh than like offensively bad. So that's why on Goodreads, I gave it three stars because it's like for what it was, it was okay. So, and then Jimmy commented on Goodreads that, <laughs> <laughs> that it was too much. I gave it one. I was going to give it two. I was just super frustrated. The central premise still makes no sense. And then by the end, I was like, there better be a good fucking, like, maybe there's going to, just give me something, something to latch on to. And they're like, no. They give a throwaway <laughs> paragraph. I was like, that didn't, that didn't explain it at all. That made it worse. Because that's the model is to give you one book and you're and it's and then you have to read it. I mean, well, they gave me the reason, but the reason was stupid. It's still less stupid than Unwind, because that was stupid. I'm willing to go with Unwind just because it's so absurd that it's like okay, I'll I'll meet you halfway on this. I didn't really like it. So Jimmy, would you rather the next one of these we read is Divergent Two? Or unwind number two. I mean, doing these is more fun because they're easier to make fun of. But I think unwind is probably better. But I wouldn't say either are good. Which, if we have to read one, which <sighs> sequel should we go? Because I, I have not read the sequels to either. I haven't either. I have them. We, I, I, we, we could we could burn through them. It'd be an easy way to pad our Goodreads count I for the year. I was told by one of our one of our super fans uh, that the one who made, told us to read unwind. Uh, that in the sequels, there is a piano made out of parts of children. <laughs> Where like their vocal cords wow. are like the strings and like the key hit the keys and it goes, uh. and it's like, <laughs> that's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> that's, that's dark and twisted. See, that reminds me of like the, the MIDI sample of like a cat's meowing and you can create a keyboard of like different pitches of cats meowing. It's an analog child sampler. That's a band name, Analog Child Sample. <laughs> I think that's like a house band, the like the Catholic Church. Uh, they don't just sample. Uh, I saw this uh, video online where a guy made like an organ, but it only played Furbies. <laughs> that like, sounds more terrifying than the child organ. <laughs> like he said, like thirty-six Furbies hooked up to a keyboard. <laughs> and if each you Furby buy thirty-six Furbies, do they put you on a list? Uh, <laughs> they should. I think if you even <laughs> consider it, you're already there, man. You're still not answering the question. You're not. You're saying you'd rather read Unwind than read A Legion or whatever the fuck the next one of these books is. Yeah, you know, I think Unwind's probably shorter too. This book, we, you know, it took us like an hour to get through the plot, and we skipped so much because, as Nate pointed we this skipped out, the a guy while who ago. killed himself. Yeah, just oh, he killed oh, himself because yeah. he like Ow. he like participated in a in like a sexual assault attempted murder. And he was like the nice guy. And then asked well, the next day, will you forgive me? And then she says, no. Are you <laughs> fucking crazy? Like six hours. Give me a fucking minute. And then he kills himself. Like, give her a minute. You know. Read the room, guy. <laughs> uh, and then, so. Well, if he didn't thing, kill himself, he would end up as a, as a maitre d' at, a, <laughs> at an Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> On the south side of Chicago, just <laughs> slinging blooming onions. <laughs> what, a, what a fake Australian accent! I don't think they fake Australian accents there. No, I, I think he needs to. It's the only way. in dystopia Chicago. Do they only have thin crust pizza? 
That's that's the real that's that's the dystopian. Was part. the technology for deep dish pizza lost? <laughs> the uh, the dystopian event, the like the cataclysmic event is that Pizzeria Uno went out of business. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, fuck, this world doesn't work. <laughs> this can't be. We need factions. <laughs> Let's nuke each other. And the dauntless people were the ones that were like, we could eat any crust. I'm like, God damn it, they're scary. So brave. <laughs> so the so book selfless. is terrible. Who should read it? Probably no one. Uh, okay, if you absolutely loved Hunger Games and could not find something that really was close enough, you probably read hungry. this already. <laughs> but if you haven't read it already, you'll go, okay, it was almost like that a bit. I didn't hate it. I my I expectations the, were so low that I was like meh, whatever. I hate that the author is younger than me, and published this book a decade ago, and is fabulously wealthy, and it sucks. That bothers me more than the actual book because it's like, oh, what the fuck? There is no god. And then she thanks him in the acknowledgments. You know, I just don't get it. She fucking made millions of dollars publishing schlock. I mean, Nicholas Cage, uh, Nicholas Cage, he did, Nicholas, Nicholas Cage, Nicholas Sparks publishes Schlock. This is shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't sully the name of Schlock. So, uh, tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc, or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And uh, if you listen this far, why not? Uh, Head on over to patreon.com slash Drunk Guys Book Club and uh, help support the podcast there so we don't have to... You, you mean, you could tell us to read more shitty books, actually. We'll listen. But you can uh, support the podcast there uh, if you feel like it or just leave us a review wherever you're listening. That'll also help us out and be another type of support, I suppose. Dauntless! And check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.